Hi, I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. Join me every Wednesday for open, honest, and real conversations about change, transformation, and resilience to inspire and empower you. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com. Find verified wellness professionals and holistic health resources at HealingWays. That's HealingWaze.com. to make a decision and your inner voice is saying, yeah, this is right for me. But everyone else is saying, what the hell are you doing? This is a dilemma very familiar to me and to my guest, Christine Rosenquist. In fact, it's one that's really up for me right now, but I'm not worried about it. I'll figure it out because like Christine, I'm really good at saying I'm going to do something such as making a move, changing careers, starting a business, finding a soulmate partner, etc., and then actually doing it. And to those watching from the sidelines, it may seem to happen very quickly. Like one of her favorite quotes from Mary Oliver says, I did think, let's go about this slowly. This is important. This should take some really deep thought. We should take small, thoughtful steps. But bless us, we didn't. Something also very familiar to me. No matter how quickly or slowly it takes you to make a decision, it's all about paying attention. Paying attention to those thoughts that come in, telling you it's time for a change. Do the research be still so you can hear your intuition, and then take action. Christine says, learning to listen to this inner knowing and taking action has time and again given me the confidence to step out of my comfort zone and just go for it, whatever it may be. And I've seen her do it over and over again. When I first met Christine, she was a single mom with a successful massage business that she had grown from scratch and writing a memoir of her journey through drug use, a failed marriage, and becoming a single mother. Things were going quite well for her and her business until she was hit with some medical issues, forcing her to quickly change careers. And in true Christine form, she started a new business, one that's doing even better, as you'll soon hear. And not only is she still working on her memoir, she is also in the process of writing a television series. During that time of career change, she also decided she was ready to find her soulmate partner after being single for many years. And to no surprise, he practically just walked right in. Christine says, life is not supposed to be a struggle. You're not supposed to be constantly fighting against a current that's holding you down. Life is expansive and beautiful and wonderful if we pay attention to what's coming into our world. And I couldn't agree more. Wherever you are in life, figuring out where you want to live next, like I am, changing careers due to the pandemic or something else, also like me, struggling to just keep going, looking for a romantic partner, needing some inspiration, or just seeking a story that will bring you joy, this episode will deliver. And after you listen, find out more about Christine and her newest business in the show notes. At the age of 33, you decided to totally change your career and then obviously, as usually happens, essentially your whole life changed. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, <and laughs> big changes. <laughs> big changes that I'm super, yeah. I, I just want to dive right to the end or like now, but we're going to, we're going to lead up to that. Okay. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to save, save the good stuff because I actually know uh, you told me you have some exciting news that I don't know about yet. So <gasps> Yay. I'm excited to have you tell me that while we're recording. I know bits and pieces of your story. Like I know there's really? a little bit of a modeling history oh my god (laughs) (laughs) what are you stalking me (laughs) you you didn't think I was gonna bring that up Um. no (laughs) modeling (laughs) yes I have a past history of modeling yes Uh yes so um so I know little bits and pieces tell me a little bit more and uh we can talk about the modeling we can talk about anything but tell me more about you before that time in your life before you decided to make that huge change? What did your life look like? Um, before I moved to Bend, mm-hmm. <laughs> before mm-hmm. I ran away from my big important job and moved uh-huh. to Bend to become yes. a massage therapist. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. Yeah. My, I, you know, where, how far back do you want to go? I grew up in Tiger, the suburbs. It was very mm-hmm. you know, country esque. There were horses down the street from me. And, and um, yes, I did modeling when I was 14 and 15. Um, and that was fun and exciting. And, um, and you know, it went really far. I'm I'm a famous model. No, I'm not. Um, but it really was like the start of me, like building self-confidence. Yeah. Um, so that was really a positive thing for me. It was just how to present yourself, how to be professional, you know? And, um, so that was fun. Yeah. And interacting with Interacting with adults, adults, like adult professionals. Um, Uh But what I really discovered from modeling was like, I really enjoyed talking to the photographer 
And so I often ended up talking to the photographer. And um, then when I was 16, my grandfather, who's passed away, um, gave me all of his darkroom equipment. You probably don't know this. No, I don't. (laughs) He gave me all this darkroom equipment for black and white photos. So he taught me how to roll film and and develop black and white photos. I set my parents' bathroom. I set it up as a darkroom. Oh, that's so cool. I ruined their shower because I would splash F-stop all over it and be purple stains everywhere. My mother was furious. Um, But yeah, and then I started like, um, I was on the yearbook staff as a photographer in middle school and then um, in high school, more photography. Uh-huh. I, would, I was 16 or 17. I'm like taking pictures of bands for them at their yeah. concert downtown at the Satyricon. <laughs> <laughs> so was it something that you wanted to pursue professionally at that point? Did you um, think that's what you were going to be when you grew oh, up? Gosh, yeah. I've always been an artist. I'm, you know, um, I've always been an artist and a creative yeah. person. And I thought, oh, this is something I could make a living at. I just started doing a lot of drugs. <laughs> And how did that affect your uh, <laughs> photography pursuits? <laughs> yeah, I kind of hampered that a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I, so just, I basically like hit pause on my life for my 20s, you know, mm-hmm. until I was 28 and uh, figured that, hey, maybe don't do drugs. <laughs> your life might improve. And it has. <laughs> it's just so, been- so that was at 28. What? What made you, how did you come to that realization? I mean, it's, it's bigger than just don't do drugs. I'm sure a lot yeah. of people told you before 28, yeah. that don't probably wasn't drugs. a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, gosh, uh, that um, is a very <laughs> interesting story. So I was married in my 20s and mm-hmm. we, you know, used drugs together. And, and then I went to the beach and a really a long-term friend of mine, um, he and I, connected and and he was the first person that I said this is the reality of my life and this is how it's been the last seven years and he was like oh my god you have to leave him and I said yes I know and uh, we had been camping with like our whole family we've been camping Mm -hmm. like my mom and dad and brother and a bunch of people we would go every year to the same place I'm down in southern Oregon on the beach and right on the dunes and stuff and so it was in nature, you know, which I love, um, mm-hmm. where I really was like, oh, I really, it's time for me to shift my life. And it wasn't a major event. We weren't like getting busted by the cops or nobody was in rehab. It was yeah. like, it was like this, it's time now for me to move forward. And that's, you know, that's the very first time I remember like listening to that inner voice that uh-huh. says, you're just done you know, you're done with yeah. this part of your life. And, and so yeah. I went home, you know, a couple of days later and I used drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day I went to work and I knew that I was not coming home. I knew I wasn't going back. I went to work wow. at $5 in my pocket. Um, and I was like, I, I'm changing my life and I don't uh-huh. know what's going to happen. And, you know, I talked to my parents and my brother and, I had a lot of family support, so nice, really nice. good. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it was just kind of a moment where somebody in your life that was close to you brought something to your attention, and it was one, like you said, one of the first times. And you have done this a lot since that oh, you yeah. totally listened to your intuition, to your gut. And yeah, I mean, I had been it. married. I had been married to this man. You know, I met him when I was 18 or 19 years old. He was 10 years older than me. And mm-hmm. we've been together for nine years, almost 10 years. It's like, that's a marriage, you uh-huh. know, yeah. I mean, your children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and using drugs continually every day like that just makes you stunted. Your emotional growth just stops. Yeah. It completely stops. So I'm a 28 year old woman feeling like a little girl still very much. And, um, and also like, doing things in my late twenties that most people do in their early twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Career changes, figuring out, you know, having yeah. my very first, oh, my very first apartment by myself. I was 28. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all of a sudden fast forward, you're <coughs> to grow up like really yeah. a lot of different ways. So when you left that marriage, uh, I know that was still some time before you decided to become a massage therapist. What was, what was life like between the ending of the marriage and making that big decision at 33? Um, it was amazing. My life just took off like a rocket. You know, it's once I, it's like, um, I learned a transcendental meditation. And one of the teachings is 
once you put one little pinky toe in the right direction of your life, things just fall into place. That's it's like awesome. your life, life is not supposed to be a struggle. You're not supposed to be constantly fighting against a current that's holding you down. Life is expansive and beautiful yeah. and wonderful if we pay attention to what's coming in yeah. to our world. And that yeah. was my start of like really paying attention. Well, why is this person coming into my world? Why is this situation keep happening for me? Where is mm-hmm. my lesson to grow so I don't keep repeating this thing? Because I can't change anybody else. Everybody yeah. is, you know, just it's their own business. But if I'm feeling triggered or if I'm curious about why this pattern keeps happening or why I'm not advancing in my career or why I'm still not making enough money, I look inward very much so. And, you know, meditation really helped that. Um, And then I had two mentors in my life, Jewel Alexander and my really good friend, John, and they both are just very spiritual people, seeking type people Mm -hmm. um, that really helped and guided me, you know, in those those years. Yeah. Um, I, I was a preschool teacher and then I became a program director mm-hmm. because I asked, I asked the owner, she had two centers. It was a very small little mom and pop organization, mm-hmm. much like what I have now. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I heard from my director, Jewel, who's my friend still, um, that, that, you know, the director there didn't want to do it anymore. And she just wanted to be in the classroom. And, and so I just asked, I just said, I'll be, can I be the director? <laughs> That's what I love about you. And you get what you ask for. Yes. The worst she could say is no. Right. And I would be like, okay. Uh (laughs) But she's like, oh, God, yes, please. (laughs) Because you have to go save Darcy from being the director. So Um, what made you... What made you leave that? Because so you were, so you ended up being the director and it sounds like you were loving what you were doing. So well, and then then I became... Well, then I became the director of the YMCA Child Development Center in downtown Portland. So then I have a really big job. I'm like 31, I think, at the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am getting paid so little. And this is high stress, high stakes. We we served like 90 families. It was a very big center. Wow. had 15 staff. It was a big job. And I just didn't feel like I was being appreciated. And I felt really drained and worn out. And, um... I started um, hanging out with the woman who did energy medicine and she was teaching me how to do that on her because she had some health issues. And she was like, I feel like I want to tell you about muscles, but I don't know about muscles. And I said, I feel like I really want to know about muscles and massage. And, and that was the start of me searching for a school to like, I'm leaving this job. And I, I am, didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I'm leaving this job and I'm, yeah, I always say I ran away to bend. Uh-huh. <laughs> to become a massage therapist Ben yeah. Oregon of all uh-huh. places. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of destination now. So it's, yeah. it's trendy oh, to gosh. say that and you ran away to Ben. <laughs> well, you know, and this was what, like 17? Let me think, mm-hmm. how old is Jethro now? Because <laughs> he's the big surprise that happened. Yeah. In- yeah. So yeah, it was like 17 and a half, 18 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. You, went, so you ran away to Ben and... What happened after that? <laughs> um, I started massage school. Uh-huh. Um, I met Jethro's father. Soon Jethro came along. Um, and then I struggled very much trying to support, you know, help support our family mm-hmm. doing massage in Bend. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to Ashland because we really loved um, the Jewish community down there and it was beautiful. <laughs> and so we bought a yurt and lived in a yurt on the side of a mountain in the Applegate Valley, which is gorgeous and beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Um, were you, were you single at this time or you were still with Jethro's father? No, we were father? still together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then um, when, after his father and I split up in Ashland, um, I was like, you know, Jethro's like two and a half and, mm-hmm. and I was like, what am I doing so far away from my family where I can barely make a living and I, I don't have a partner and I'm trying to raise this toddler. And so then I was like, well, I could go back to school, you know, mm-hmm. to work on my degree for, um, you know, serving children and families and, um, and move back to Portland. And so I did. I was like, nice. I'm moving back to Portland. <laughs> so you moved back. Did you go back to school right away? Um, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I started classes right away. Okay. Um, it took me like, I think it was like three years to finish my degree. Okay. Three or four years. Yeah. And your degree now is in is social sciences with the okay. focus on children and families. 
Okay. Yeah, from Portland State. Nice. Yeah. So 2013. 2013. Okay. So that's when you got your degree? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that was also around the time you started your massage business on your own. Is that correct? Yes. So okay. that, like coincide, like I was doing a little massage, but I mm-hmm. was just living on student loans and just, I really wanted to be the one raising my child and yeah. I could not afford high quality childcare. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, how can I do this? And I was like, well, I could just live on student loans and work very part time. Yeah. Private clients. Um, and, and then I also, Oh yeah, that's right. I was working at root whole body mm-hmm. yeah. over in Northeast Portland. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is where I met Russ. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, That's, I forgot that uh, part of your story. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. met him. Um, he, came, he came in to get a massage. Okay. Um, and we just hit it off. We were just like, hello, I like you, you know, and, and um, I'm single. I'm new to the city. He was new to the city. Um, at this point in our relation, you know, I just met him. And yeah. so at this point, I'm like, I don't know if he's single or not. You know, we talked about massage because mm-hmm. he also went to massage school. Okay. Um, and so he, um, we were just like, so happy to like see each other again, uh-huh. even though we hadn't ever met. It was that mm-hmm. kind of feeling. Yeah. And so I, again, I'm like, I'm going to see if he wants to do a massage trade. And so after his massage, he was like, that was the best massage I ever have gotten. Where did you go to school? And we're chatting and talking. And, and so I was just like in the front office there, right in front of the reception. I'm like, well, here's my number if you want to do a massage trade. Nice. I love to do trades. And I turned around and looked at the girls, the ladies at the desk. They're like, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, and then, so we set up a trade and Uh and he's, you know, he lives with his fiance. They're planning a wedding and and I'm like, great. He's new friend you know? yeah and we made a massage quite a bit and uh-huh um, and you just had a friendship just a platonic just a friendship. friendship very platonic yeah and I, mean, I always I always had a big crush on him I was like, <laughs> are you married <laughs> and so the, that was in two thousand like 2014 13 somewhere around there yeah so yeah we've okay. known each other no that was earlier that was like 2009 oh okay yeah okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so before you totally branched off on your own and you were working totally. at the um, wellness clinic or spa, I yeah. don't know exactly what it's classified as, but uh, <laughs> combo. Uh, they knew. There's <laughs> <laughs> yoga, nature paths, acupuncture. Everything. So it was the whole thing. <laughs> it was an everything center. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, so you met Russ and you became good friends and he is, is he also a writer? He is. He okay. has, he lived in LA and he's worked in television um, mm-hmm. for, you know, 15, 20 years yeah. um, and had recently moved back to Portland to kind of change his life. But he's, you know, written a novel and currently working on projects and, and so you guys um, had a lot of, a lot in common. We, we did. And we would yeah. keep, we kept our friendship going because I would often just be like, cause I also enjoy writing and the creative process. And so mm-hmm. I would ask him questions and, um, and like four years ago, we met at a village coffee in Multnomah Village because I was like, I really have this really interesting idea. And I don't know if it's um, what it is, if it's a series or or a memoir or what. And so he agreed to come over here and, and meet with me and talk. We ended up talking for three hours. And, and I remember after we reconnected, he was like, I remember driving away from that and thinking, I felt like a date. <laughs> <laughs> And I went, I remember him leaving going, boy, oh, that's really too bad. He's married. <laughs> you know, so I'm like super respectful of people's relationship and yeah. went, oh, well, maybe someday I'll meet somebody similar to him or right. Right. <laughs> it'll be him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I sort of remember you telling me about the friend that was helping you through your memoir. I often referred to him as my cute writer friend, Russ. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so I want to talk about that time in your life a little bit, because when I met you, you were a single mom, and we were yeah. most massage therapists, kind of, kind of building and somewhat struggling and oh gosh. rent in our like areas crazy different, I worked at three different places doing massage I worked I had private practice I yeah. worked um at another at like a chiropractic office uh-huh. and then like at the J yeah <laughs> it was so crazy. yeah you were doing yeah. everything you could just to make yeah. ends meet 
and to be there for Jethro and um, yeah. yeah, and you were kind of spinning your wheels in in some ways and sense because you had some health stuff that kept coming up. And when I met, like towards the yeah. end of your massage career, it it was starting to get yes. real dicey yes. because you had I your health had stuff a coming major up. injury um, where yeah. I two like two ribs like fell out. Yeah. Subluxation of two to three ribs. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many. You were in a lot of pain. It was <laughs> I terrible. That. I was out for like two weeks. I took two weeks off. Finally found a PT person who could put the ribs back in after like a week of it being excruciating pain. Um, the whole time I'm single, I'm the one who's financially responsible for my son and I. Yep. I get very minimal help, sporadic help financially from his father. Um, and... I remember going to my doctor and she's like, you have to not work. You have to take I a remember you off. telling me this. Yes. yes. It was so hard. I mean, bless their heart. My parents are very helpful. Yeah. And, you know, I said, well, you know, Jethro and I could just move in with you or, you know, I can borrow some money. <laughs> the month of December off. They're like, take money. Here's, Here's the, money. the money. How much do you need? <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, God bless them. That was like a really crucial time in my life yeah. where it was nice that I had that safety net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. of their love and support and financial help. Yeah. Um, Cause so well, many people don't have that. They don't. And I love that you talk about that because a lot of people will, I got here completely on my own yet. Then they oh, have God, some no. financial help. <laughs> you know? And I love yeah. that you're so open about it. You always are. It's, I think like if, if you get that, you should be blessed and grateful and yes. And just admit it because I think it's not a failing. It's, it's not, yeah, it's not. It's like, we all need help. Everybody needs, but help. you do a lot for yourself. And one of the things that I yeah. know you do for yourself, since I met you, you were like, I am going to have a successful business. I'm going here. This is what I'm doing. I'm writing a mm-hmm. memoir. I will. I remember when you told me that you were ready to start dating again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've known me and we've known each other a long time. Oh we have. God. And I know. <laughs> and uh, I remember when you said you were ready to, you were like, I'm ready to start dating again. And and, and just, I didn't like do dating sites. No. Like at this point, I'm like, I'm just going to continue to really work on myself. I had an energy medicine healer that I worked with. I have wonderful friends who are counselor people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just dove into myself. I'm like, what needs to be cleared out yeah. so I can be a really healthy, like the healthiest version emotionally of me mm-hmm. in order to attract in and magnetize to me my beloved, my partner, mm-hmm. because that union is just like when you come together with the one you're supposed to be with, boy, you just like your life just takes off like a rocket. It's wonderful. It's just, yeah. you know, you that creative energy, you have to heal yourself before yeah. you can, you know, you can't look to someone else to heal you. You can't, you know, you have to do the work and it's, you know, excruciating and painful, but so worth it. It's like, mm-hmm. You know, the hard feelings will last briefly, but the big picture is like everything in your life gets better when you go to therapy, (laughs) when you do your work. You know, you have to have like the intuition, you have to have a space for that intuition to like breathe and be able to, yeah, move around in your body and in your consciousness and you have to have time to listen to it and say, oh, that's that girl that needs some help my little Mm -hmm. girl Mm -hmm. you know and um yeah and so that's what I did and for two years I was like I'm not doing any dating sites those are stupid I just know intuitively I'm gonna meet somebody just organically um and that's what happened yeah I know I know (laughs) so yeah but it took a couple years to get you to that point in those couple years you were having all the health issues the injury and well, I had the injury and then I had a toxic exposure. So then my uh-huh. lungs were compromised. Oh my gosh. So, so now let's talk about kinder spirit. I was going to say, yeah. So <laughs> you had to quit massage and that was I like. I had to completely change, change careers. careers. And, yeah. and really quick. I mean, you had to do it really Very quick. fast. I don't remember. I had my, I had my massage room uh-huh. and like I, I rented a bigger massage room so I could store preschool stuff. I remember because we my did house was video. so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we did the video and you had all the uh, preschool furniture in your massage, massage room. room. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yep. bless my clients. They're so sweet. They're so considerate of me. So I can't remember why 
what what made you decide pre- go to go back into preschool? Well, I had always loved working with children and families, and I loved being the director, mm-hmm. and I loved being in a classroom, and my son um, did a Waldorf preschool for two years, and I absolutely loved that, and that's when I fell in love with um, natural fiber toys and lots of outside play, and that was kind of how I raised him, mm-hmm. and um, lots of focus on communication and your emotional awareness and all that wonderful things, and so I, I knew that I could not financially support him if I went back to work as a preschool teacher, even mm-hmm. like for Head Start, yeah. or, or if I went back to work as a program director, I would still only be making like, you know, 20 bucks an hour, maybe mm-hmm. 21. And working a lot. And working nine, being gone for nine mm-hmm. hours a day. And my son is still young. Mm-hmm. He still needs me around. I still want to be around him. I don't, you know, yep. want to have him home by himself. Um, yeah. and that was, kind of, you know, he was like 11, I think. And actually, I mean, yeah, you know, this, 12. like, this is when they need us the most. This is, right. yes, I'm you learning know? that. But- <laughs> <laughs> He's 16 now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so kudos on you. And I know it wasn't easy. The, it when was you first started really out, it was a yeah, challenge. So I, um, yeah, I, so I just really like, I just tuned in. I was like, okay, how, how, how do I want to start my own preschool. And mm-hmm. I finally, it's, gosh, I love this conversation because you're just making me realize it's like, yeah, I really have had those moments where I'm just like, I'm just going to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you did. And I do. And then it works out. And I'm like, holy shit. I don't know how that worked out, but I'm so happy <laughs> because I was like, I just have to start my own preschool. Uh-huh. I lived in 600 square feet. I was yep. the tiniest house ever. And I'm like, I have to rent a space. And so I'm like, well, I already rent a space for massage. I can't have a preschool there. And so I'm like, okay, where can I go? And I, I found a space mm-hmm. that I could afford. I could continue doing massage in the preschool space, which most of my clients are moms. And so sometimes my clients would bring their young children, mm-hmm. their young child, and they would just play in the classroom and I would yeah. massage them and they would like crawl under the table. And so it was very sweet and very fun. And just um, and flexible. So, like you had just, yeah. you had to go with the flow and be super flexible. I had flexible to be very flexible because I was looking for preschoolers. I'm mm-hmm. like, I need those three to five-year-olds. Oh, come on in. I was having open houses I, I was like, I started a parent child class and I was like, well, you know, if I get like a two year old, then the next year they'll join my preschool or in six months they'll join my preschool. Um, nope. I couldn't find a preschooler if my life depended on it <laughs> and it did <laughs> like where are all the three to five year old wonderful children in Southwest Portland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> They're gone. They're gone. And so I just, I was like, okay, I'm just saying yes to who's coming in. Who's mm-hmm. coming into my parent-child class? People with like 15-month-old, one-year-olds. There was one child there who would have been eligible to be in my preschool the following year. But her mom is a wonderful preschool teacher, basically. So. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So I had to be flexible. I had to really just tune in with myself and just be like, okay, who's coming in? Who mm-hmm. am I here to serve? Who yeah. are my people? And apparently, I'm not the one deciding who those people are so I'm like and so I just really allowed like the space for that to happen I was like okay so I met with my friend Mercedes who runs the Portland Montessori Mm -hmm. Collaborative she's amazing and we sat down at Village Coffee um and um we were like she goes you need to move and you need you know she asked me what my long-term goals were for my Uh business and I said, well, eventually I'd like to have a small center. I'd like to run a small, you know, child development center with this kind of flavor of, um, you know, the things that I've been talking about. And she was like, you have to move into a house where you can start an in-home program. You mm-hmm. have to offer full-time care now because those are the people you want in the future. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. We did, we crunched some numbers, very basic. This is what you should charge. This is what you need to yeah. survive. You know, you can do this. And I was like, okay. So I started looking. It took me like two months. I was going to say, though, to find that, a place. it seemed really fast. Yeah, At two months, was. you know, in the whole scheme of things, when you think back, That's like I re- yeah. you said, I remember when you had that meeting with her and then bef- it felt like before I knew it, you had a place and you were opening up a new in-home <laughs> center. I was like, you just do things at the speed of light. It's like, I'm going to do this. And then you do, yeah. and I'm going to yeah. do this. And, and I love that because 
I think more people need to be need to operate like that. Well, you have and to take action, and that's you have the to take action. That is missing the scary part. Oh, that is the biggest scary part. Yeah. That's jumping off the bridge, which yeah. I used to do as a teenager into <laughs> the water. <laughs> I guess I'm used to that feeling of oh crap, and you didn't die, so you're like, well, <laughs> I had one close call. <laughs> Um, so, so, so you just yeah, so you so, dove in so you found well, the place you dove in yeah I had another parameter that my son set for me for finding a place was he's like I want to stay in my neighborhood and we mm-hmm. live in the Mal- Maplewood neighborhood it's very Mayberry USA mm-hmm. I love it we've been yeah. here for over 10 years um, and every time I look for a house it was not in the Maplewood neighborhood mm-hmm. but in the he would, would go to Ida B. Wells mm-hmm. um, in that cluster he's like that but that's not my neighborhood and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> You're like, our neighborhood is expensive. I know. <laughs> and so I found this house in the Maple. It's like uh-huh. three blocks from our house where, you know, Jethro had lived there his whole life. Yes. That's where he remembers from the time he was four. Yeah. So you guys so stayed in your neighborhood. We stayed in our neighborhood. Yeah. 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 And you found a really awesome place with a big yard. Huge and- yard. Really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, you, and, so, and then I'm, well, even before that, I was like, I, I'm so broke. I don't even have money saved up for first and last and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And so one of the, one of the families in my program in the parent child class, I asked her, I said, can you pay like half a year's tuition up front? Because this nice. is my vision. This is my mm-hmm. plan for the future. And can you do that? And she said, yes. <laughs> Again, just asking. <laughs> Just yeah. the, taking the action. Yeah, so bless acting. her heart. That's why we're here. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Is she still with you as a client or her child? No. 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 Okay. No. Like, wow. Yeah. That is yeah. so cool. Okay. They just, they just came to visit the other day, actually. They came oh, to nice. visit. It's really sweet to see okay. them. Yeah. So you started, um, and then it was it, it was, was uh, hard. It was, it was hard. I, <laughs> it was hard. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing massage still, uh-huh. you know, I have, um, one family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a lot of rent that's mm-hmm. due. I budged on my rental application to get in here. <laughs> I trusted that I would have children coming soon. I knew my massage business would carry me, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, um, yeah, I just really did a whole Hail Mary. You did. <laughs> A big one. That, I think that's that's probably the biggest one, like financially, that I've done since yeah. my uh, you know mature adult life. Uh huh. Um, well, and I remember you saying several times, "I don't know how this is going to work out, but I just know that it is." You kept you will. kept saying it. I just know it will. This is what I want to do, and this is how it's going to happen. I had intention <laughs> even from setting up my bedroom uh-huh. when I walked into my bedroom in this house. I have a queen size bed. It was shoved in this tiny little room in our tiny little matchbox of a house before. Mm-hmm. And I went, Oh, now there's room for my partner to come in because mm-hmm. there's room on both sides of the bed. Yeah. And, and every time I would like put a laundry basket on his future side of the bed mm-hmm. on the floor, it, it would get filled with clothes and stuff. Cause I'm very sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would clear it out. I'm like, I have to clear that out. I have to keep that space open. And when we moved into the house, everybody that was, we had so much help. We had like 15 people helping move because I had, you know, ribs that still, I couldn't lift anything. Mm-hmm. I had compromised lungs horribly. I was oh yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Just walking from the kitchen to the living room. I was out of breath. Yeah. Um, and so I, wonderful community here and everybody helped and everyone kept handing me heart rocks. Oh, like on our property, here, uh-huh. they kept finding these stones that were the shape of hearts. I got like four or five of them. <laughs> and then my dear friend, Holly, she came to visit and see the house. And she brought me the very first heart rock that she ever found. She's like, I want this for your new home. And so uh, I was like, this place is just magic and filled with love. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then six months later, Russ moved in. Yeah. Well, and if you let's back up a few. I just I want to know. <laughs> I want everyone else to know a little bit more about this love story because it's pretty awesome because I think you and I met for coffee the weekend before he got here. It was really, really soon after that meeting that he actually arrived in Portland and yeah. you, you met, you're like, I have exciting news. <laughs> and we <laughs> sat down and you're just like, I 
like basically it was like I did it. <laughs> yeah, I like I set everything up. Like I said, I was Holy going shit. Yeah, <laughs> and now he's moving here. And um, so, so you already mentioned that you had met him back in probably two thousand nine. So you yeah. had known him. Now, and then I know you connected a little bit when he was helping you with your memoir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how did you reconnect? Was it online? It was Facebook. Okay. Yeah, it was, we've always been Facebook friends, uh-huh. social media friends. Um, and he posted um, a question that he loves to ask people, um, which is, what was the first rock concert that you ever went to? And so I was like, oh, that's cute. I'm not going to respond. I'm like, yeah. And then a bunch of people respond. I'm like, oh, those are fun. Yeah. And uh, for like two days, Facebook kept bringing it back up in my feed. And finally, like three or four days later, I was like, oh, I'll respond. (laughs) I still, you know, I still have this, you know, secret back burner crush on him. Mm -hmm. I still think he's married. Um, I still think there's, you know, this is not someone available to me. And so, but I responded and I was like, well, this is the first concert that I went to. And, and he like responded right away. And then we're talking back and forth very quickly. And then I'm like, what, you know, I, he said, or I said, why don't we just PM each other? And so we just reconnected that way. And then we talked on the phone and then and for a couple about, months, it wasn't very for long. A couple months. Yeah. This was like <laughs> November uh-huh. that we reconnected. And then, Prior to Christmas, because I was at Christmas with my family, they don't know this, um, <laughs> but we had already decided that he was just going to move in. Uh-huh. And so we had been, I told him, I was like, well, this is, you know, I have some days off here and here you could come. He's living in Chicago at the time. And, and um, I said, you can, you can come visit for a three day weekend and we'll just cry when we have to send you back, you know, on the airplane. And then like, we sat with that for like a day and both of us the next day, we were just like, I said, just move in. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. I mean, he had already asked me to marry him on the phone and I said, no, I'm, I'll do you the favor of not marrying you. So the government (laughs) doesn't need to know about our love. (laughs) And this is all before he moved here. Yes. Okay. And we hadn't seen each other since we had met at the coffee shop. uh Uh-huh. Um, so years, four years or so? It had been like three and a half years okay. since we'd been around each other. But we just knew each other so well. I mean, we had an intimate friendship, a mm-hmm. very intimate friendship. Yeah. Um, and so, and we're both the same age. We were both 48 at the time. And we're just like, time is short. And when you find it, you got to, when you find love, you got to hang on, you know, grab yeah. it, grab it. <laughs> oh, you're like, you light up when you say that. Everything about you sparkles. Um, well, and I know you guys had a really, like, you were writing just lovely poetry back and forth to each oh, other. So and we decided to do a writing project together while he was still in Chicago. And so starting in January 1st, we started just, I said, why don't we just write to each other every day? Mm-hmm. You know, and then it turned into poetry. And so we wrote, we would write poems to each other, just one poem a day. Mm-hmm. And then we would email it to each other and then read it out loud to each other on the phone. <laughs> that was very sweet. Um, and so, and then when he moved in, we're like, well, we want to keep, you know, it was 18 days. And uh-huh. so that's kind of, we have this poetry book in mind, mm-hmm. you know, possibly titled 18 days. I have no idea. Um, but it was like from the 1st of January until the 18th when he moved in. Um, that's so cool. And then we were like, I want to keep writing to you. And he, he's like, I want to keep writing to you. And so we continued to write to each other for quite a long time. That's Even awesome. when he was here. Yeah. You know? That um, is so cool. What a great way to get to know each other more though. You know, okay. like the, through the poetry and then letters. And I mean, Logan and I, we wrote back and forth just emails, but yeah. long lengthy emails for six weeks before. And yeah, we had never met that. before. And we met after, in that, after that six weeks, I felt like I had known him forever. So you guys had known each other and already had, had all this time. Friendship, of, yeah. Yeah, you had all this. You had this prior friendship, but then you had all this time to connect. I always say to people that are still searching for their partner that I think like you should stay away from each other a little bit. <laughs> for yeah, for I, some of us, it works really well, right? To it like because you yeah. really get to know them without you're not you're not in the room with them and like having all that chemistry and, and that yeah. lust and you know yeah. just mixing things up. You you really get to know each other. So you guys, yeah 
obviously had the chemistry and I'm sure there was some lust in there. (laughs) Um, But you had all this like more, uh, you know, old fashioned courtship type time. That's yeah. I've heard people describe it that way. I think it's beautiful. Um, Just just talking on the phone. We just talked on the phone every day, text each other during the day. You know, once, you know, at this point I had, how many kids in the program? So I'm still, you know, I'm doing massage. I am still, you know, have children in the program. I think our youngest, um, Sylvan, had joined us by mm-hmm. then. She was eight months old. Um, another two, uh, two or three other kids, kind of part time. Yeah. Um, and then once he moved in, um, and we're, st- you know, for a couple months, we were trying to figure out, you know, his place in the business because he was like, "Well, I'll just move there and I'll get a crappy job." And I was like, "Hey, man, I got a crappy job for you." <laughs> Oh, you want to work at a preschool? Yeah, you want to work at a preschool? <laughs> and um, and he's just a natural. He's like he doesn't have his own children. Um, hasn't been around children all that much, but he's just a natural. Yeah, I bet. And so yeah, and so our business just like it was just one month. Every month we would have a new family starting. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just was like we were just like, wow, this is this is what I was talking about. Like once you put your pinky toe in the right direction. It's like things just fall into place. I mean, with a lot of hard work still and yeah. dedication and, and um, just paying attention, you know? And so yeah. I still, at this point, so this is, I started Kinder Spirit in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what, 2018. Yeah. And yeah. we are still like, okay, things are, things are moving along. You know, yeah. I still don't have preschoolers though. <laughs> so like okay all the children all the all the families that were coming in yeah they're like a year old 15 months yeah. old and um it was when they all started getting close to being two I remember saying to one of the moms in the program I was like the three oldest that we have mm-hmm. we had at the time I was like here's our future preschoolers right here you know there you go I have to go <laughs> So, yeah, so between the two of you guys, though, you had said um, earlier that you kind of felt like the two of you connecting, like bringing your two creative forces together, just like Mm -hmm. brought in this amazing energy and the expanse happened. Did you get your preschoolers? Well, that's um, the exciting news that you don't know. Yeah, okay. Well, I do. We do have our preschoolers because they've been with us for two years. Uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. Yeah. So we are, I, we just let the families know um, this morning that we are working with um, the church just around the corner from mm-hmm. us, just two blocks away to have our preschool program move to the church. Oh, that's so cool. And then we'll continue having our infant toddler community here at the house where we live. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know. So that's exciting. It so is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and so since the preschool is going to be happening in the church, is that, is that going to be an avenue to advertise through the church more for the preschool? Or? Um, probably. I mean, yeah. just word of mouth is just what's carrying us right now. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. We're getting, you know, inquiries constantly. We have a tour tomorrow on Sunday. Um, you know, we're just, uh, things are rocking now. Yeah. I mean, You've been saying that for a while, even before that pandem- pandemic hit, you were saying things are going yeah. great. Yeah. And then once COVID hit, you know, mm-hmm. we had, oh God, so like in January, a year ago in January, we hired a teacher to work with us. because we had students yes. And we found somebody fantastic. Um, she's just wonderful. And we've, you know, continued our relationship with her, even though we had to let her go once the pandemic hit and we had to mm-hmm. close for a while. Um, but you know, we've had just a really great experience, um, with our families just really coming together as a community and just, you know, we're like, we're all in this together mm-hmm. kind of thing. And yeah. it was just a really like, that's like, that was my dream. That is my dream. I'm, you know, it's still building and expanding. It's like to have the support for parents, you know, we would, we would, before the pandemic, we would have parent gatherings where the whole mm-hmm. family can come. We do potlucks because I really felt it was important that parents of young children like have a support group yeah. within themselves. And I didn't get to experience that when my son was in preschool and I really, really wanted it and it just didn't mm-hmm. happen. Um, and I was like, I'm going to really, what can I do to make sure that the parents are involved in, yeah. the, in the preschool, in the program, you know? 
Um, and so, yeah, so then, you know, COVID hits, we closed down. We're like, man, we were just really rocking. And I know, we you were. Like, really taking yeah. your off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we totally skipped over the fact that you and Russ got married. <laughs> um, because I just want to touch on that because that that's kind of a funny, cute story. As you had mentioned that when you were talking to him before he moved here, that um, I remember you telling me that he had asked you to marry him and you said, yeah. like, no, I won't marry you. I can't, it yeah. was really cute what you said to him. I can't remember. I can't remember it. Oh, no. I know. I was like, I, I love promise. You. I, I said, I promise to never marry you. That's right. That's yes. right. I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you, and I promise to never marry you. Yes. Okay, and but then did. you got married. <laughs> well, so, not te- technically, we had a ceremony. You had a, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that happened, and you guys. That was, how yeah. long ago was that? So that was June. So it's been two years in June, or a year and a half. Must have been two. It was June 2019. Okay. So yeah. this will be two years this June. It'll be two years this June. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That's so yeah. cool. And you guys it still was, totally was, love and oh God, yeah. rocking, being business partners. <laughs> and it's, we spend almost every waking hour together and we don't get tired of each other. We're, we're really great company. <laughs> Well, it seems, I mean, following you on social media during the pandemic, you guys would go on these like road trips and take pictures. We started going on drives because we're like, oh my God, we have to stimulate our brains in Mm -hmm. some way. And we can't just... I did the same. It was good. You know, I mean, even though Russ worked in television, you know, forever, we Mm -hmm. don't watch TV really. And so we're like, what do we have to, what can we do? So we started going on drives. There's a hashtag COVID drives if you want (laughs) to check it out. Okay. Um, and you can see our how our drives have, you know, changed from first we just started going into the neighborhoods and we're yeah. like, we know what kind of house we want on the outside uh-huh. really well. <laughs> we like That's a detached awesome. garage, we like the side yard, we like this craftsman style. <laughs> it's really fun. We have no idea what we want on the inside, but um and so then we started going to Pioneer Cemeteries. Uh-huh. We're like, we need destinations. You know, one time we did all the bridges in Portland because everyone was home. This was early on in the pandemic. We did all the bridges. Um, And so then we started just going to Pioneer Cemeteries. And there's quite a few really close by. (laughs) Uh There are, yes. Um, And so that has gone on for months and months and months. And it's just a way to get out and mix it up. And then we started going to covered bridges. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. we've done some Grange halls. <laughs> yes. I love it. Just getting yeah. creative. And yeah. have both of you guys been writing during this um, time? I have not been writing okay. much, but Russ is working on a um, animated project right now with a couple okay. people. So that's pretty exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. And I know at yeah. some point before the pandemic, you were talking about a series. Um, we're not going to give, a, I, give out a lot of info about that yeah. because, it hasn't happened yet, but is that still I, something you're wanting to do? I'm still, I'm still working on the pilot. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, exciting. I'll tell you the name of it because it's awesome. It's called yeah. Gangsters of Love. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and you told me, I remember what you told me, how, what it was about. So, yeah. and I said, yeah. you need to make this happen. Yeah. So yeah. don't give up happening. on that. Yeah. 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 And, and so, then, much of writing, so much of writing happens just in your head and contemplation. And then you just have to create the space in your life to like, okay, now I'm going to write this. Yeah. And for the longest time I was getting up at like five in the morning and writing before the children would come. And then I would be with children all day. And then I would give a massage in the evening. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, I would next day get up five in the morning and keep writing. Yeah. yeah. And your memoir, is that still something that's going to be published? Um, that is still in the works and yes, I'm hoping, hoping to shop that around too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I'm pretty confident that when you are fully ready, you say you're going to do it, it's going to happen. Like (laughs) it'll happen. (laughs) You'll tell me. And then like two months later, because I feel like it's two months is kind of your magic number. Yeah. (laughs) From my decision. Okay. This is happening. And then it comes, it manifests. Uh huh. (laughs) It will. And And just like your preschool, you, I mean, it's taken, how you wanted it to look has taken longer than you had hoped in the beginning, but you've been. But really, I mean, like I hit financial goals, I hit like financial goals that I wanted for the business, Mm -hmm. like within the first year and a half. I remember. And I was like, wow, this is incredible, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. Oh yeah. So, so so exciting. And it is exciting. Yeah. 
And you made it through this year with all the changes to your business and the regulations. And now you're making another huge step. Like we just started 2021 and we're still in the midst of this pandemic and people's businesses are still closing and things, horrible things are happening every day and you're able to still continue to move your business along. And I just, I'm, yeah, I'm not interested in waiting. Yeah. Why? When it feels feels right, you Mm -hmm. know? And it didn't feel right until now. Like we weren't even touring families, you know, we're, I had a few people reach out and I'm like, ugh, I just, we're such a tight community that mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to bring anybody in. I don't want to yeah. bring anyone in yet. I want to just wait and we can wait and it's fine. And, and when, when it's Russ and I would always say to each other, when it's the right time, we'll both know. Cause he's super intuitive mm-hmm. also. And yeah. so he was like, we'll both, we'll both know. Yeah. yeah. And we have our first new student starting next week. Exciting. I know. <laughs> That's, oh, congratulations. I That's know. so cool. That's so yeah. cool. Well, yeah, one of the things that you said is that when your inner voice is telling you, yeah, this is right, although other people are saying, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have learned, to, yeah, you've learned to just not listen yeah. to what they're saying and go with what your intuition is telling you. And that's what you keep doing over and over again. And your philosophy, this plays right into, it was a Mary Oliver quote. And it says, tell me what, tell me what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Oh, I have goosebumps. Yeah. That is your philosophy. Like no wonder. It is. (laughs) Yeah. You have to take action. And even if people are thinking you're moving quickly. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. And sometimes quick is the right thing to do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Sometimes quick is the right thing to do. Yeah. And just period. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I have no doubt this new adventure of yours is going to also be successful. Um, yeah. Gonna... I think, I think we've got a good track record here. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> uh, we'll keep doing it. It's great. You're helping Thank out you. your community. You're helping kids from the beginning, helping them to have a good start in life. Um, you just continue to help people. And together, you guys are unstoppable. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. If you have your own inspiring story that you would like to share, please go to my Instagram account at the Dragonfly Mama. Send me a direct message and we will set it up to chat. In the meantime, have a wonderful week. And we'll be back with a new episode next Wednesday. Take care.